You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 98, covering Devil's Due and Clues with Kimberly Lajeunesse. Hi friends, we're back. Hello there, and Kim is with us this week. Yeah, I can't say words. Kim, our friend, is with us this week. Hi, Kim. She's Hi. used her devil powers to confound my tongue, apparently. <laughs> boogity boogity. Kim apparently chose the worst episode I've ever seen, which is apparently Matt's favorite. So, really, the worst episode you've ever seen? Well, today, yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I I'm think like, it's the worst ag- episode ever in the history of ever. Uh, Real, even ignoring Plato's stepchildren. I never watched that, so it doesn't exist. Yeah, even ignoring <laughs> Africa Planet. Mm. This was worse than Africa Planet because I think they should know better by now. And Justice Planet. Yeah, same deal. And Shades <laughs> of Grey. Oh, Shades of Grey was pretty terrible. And we still got Beverly Fucks a Ghost and Masks coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be here for that. Oh, you might be. <laughs> yeah. We might make you be. Sounds like someone just volunteered for both of those. Oh, yep. man. And you know how that works, too. You don't volunteer. We volunteer you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we say, Kim, you're doing this episode, and you're like, ah, fuck, I guess I am. Yeah. It's not like I'd say no. Yep. So, <laughs> with that in mind, why don't you tell us about Devil's Do? Okay. Scrooge was not much in the habit of cracking jokes, nor did he feel in his heart by any means waggish then. The truth is that he tried to be smart as a means of distracting his own attention and keeping down his terror, for the specter's voice disturbed the very marrow in his bones. To sit staring at those fixed glazed eyes in silence for a moment would play Scrooge felt the very deuce with him. (laughs) Wait, what? In an effort to be more human, Data pretends to play one on TV, I mean holodeck, under the watchful eye of Captain Picard. He wants to be a method actor because people pretending to be other people is the epitome of peopleness. Also because that is ridiculous. Suddenly, a science team wearing foil-baked potato costumes sends a shitty distress call. An old man in a puffy silver spacesuit comes up to whine to Picard. Apparently an angry mob has occurred because the previously scientifically advanced planet has decided to evolve backwards into Amish people, and now they're afraid that the devil might be coming to enslave them because their ancestors made a deal with some chick called Ardra four zillion years ago. They attack some Federation science. They take some Federation science men hostage because they don't believe in the same things, which makes them more devil than the devil. Ooh. Yeah. Riker suggests they bring Achu Jared, the Amish <laughs> king, upstairs to meet Dad, but Picard hasn't fallen in a hole in a while, so he insists on beaming down and taking everyone with him. <laughs> Except for Riker and Beverly, because he has to run the ship, and, well, fuck her. <laughs> then he gives shout-outs to O'Brien because he's cute and everyone likes him. BFF, BFF, heart, heart, heart. <laughs> Picard offers to help the crazies, and they say no thanks because they know Federation weapons won't work against the devil because... Actually, they don't explain that part. When they get down to the planet, Ardra shows up and everyone is super unimpressed because she's boring and stupid and not scary until she transforms into Feklar, the Klingon beast who guards the gates of Grothalor. But then she turns back into her boring-ass self and tries to hump Picard's leg. (laughs) Everyone goes back upstairs and chats about this puzzle-duzzle. Picard suspects Devil Ardra is a flim-flam artist, which sends me into a fit of giggles. 
Arja shows up on the bridge in Picard's chair and takes over the ensign at Ops and cut that shit out. It's only cute when Q does that. <laughs> Time for eye candy. My boyfriend Jean-Luc falls asleep reading a book when he's suddenly awakened by whatever. Who cares? Look at those thighs. Mm, I hope you get a better view of his bum in the HD Blu-rays. <laughs> Anyhow, he tells Arda that he will never ever fuck her, not ever, not even with someone else's wiener, and she retaliates logically by dumping him on the planet in his jammies. <laughs> Picard asks Worf to have Data pick him up in a shuttle and bring some clothes. I'm not sure if Worf is more complete confused by his request for a uniform or if he's trying to remember what a shuttle is. <laughs> Data gets him, but when they get back to the ship, it disappears! Shenanigans! They go back to the science station where Jordy is hanging out. Ardra's annoying ass shows up again. Picard baits her into a legal battle. It's all action here, folks. <laughs> if she'll enter into a legal battle, battle, Picard will tell her the location of a secret archaeological treasure, but she turns it around so that if she wins, he's forced to willingly fall in love with her against his own will. How does that even... She's like a gross drunk person on the bus that stands in front of the door and says, I'll move if you give me a location. Barf. <laughs> Data plays a judge, and they have a stupid debate where I hope Picard is just stalling until they can find our stupid Arda's power source because he doesn't do a super good job. Arda's showboating lets Jordy find her secret spaceship. Picard convinces Jared that the deal they made with Ardra was bunk, and his ancestors had actually fixed their own shitty planet, but Jared ignores logic, dooming his idiot species to servitude. They should just let them get fucked around by Ardra for eternity because they're morons, but the Federation is all about sporting wrongdoings, so Jordy drops in to tell Picard about the cloak ship. The Enterprise apparently takes over the ship, learns all the controls, put on a little show for Ding Dong Jared, and finally he clues in. Finally. Okay, one quick question. Yeah. Puzzle Duzzle. It's a Puzzle Duzzle. What, what is a Puzzle Duzzle? It's a Dude, Puzzle Dude, is it exactly what it sounds like? Oh, it's a Puzzle well. that's a Duzzle. Very well. See? All right, Was then. that so hard? No, you got Jeez. me there. Now I know what a Puzzle Duzzle is. That's and good. now you can use it in everyday speech. And now you sense. know the rest of the story. No, I still don't know any of the story. So... <laughs> Kim and I were not very fond of this episode. No! This stupid, stupid, crappy episode. I think I'm not as uh, quite as worked up about it as you are. I don't think anyone could be as upset about this as she is. I'm well, getting madder every moment. Because she only joins us for this every so often. And this That's is what, like, this this is is what why we made you, her do. This is why you made me come on? <laughs> it's like you invite someone over to your house and then you serve like the worst food and then they don't come over again for like months and months. That's not fair. And the chicken ta the chicken tastes like wood. Yes, exactly. I was going to make that <laughs> reference, but I figured no one would get that. No. So, Kim, I why don't, don't you struggle to locate a good thing in this? Oh, I already mess. did. That one's easy. It's Picard and his jammies. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but the the wackiness of him being on the planet nearly naked and then. Uh, Mr. Worf, send a uniform. Did he say a uniform? Shut up. What? <laughs> a little too broad, I think. And then he rubs his eyes with his hands and he throws a bottle away. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad thing that you chose? Um, there was a plethora. <laughs> but I had to go with the most glaring, in-your-face, annoying thing, which was Ardra and her acting skills, of which she had none. <laughs> Well, describe describe how she goes about doing her how devil How she does that does. Yes, her I devil business. I can't auditorily no, show people. No, no. It's Compare the, her to someone. 
<laughs> or, you know, something. I don't know. Um, like a rock? <laughs> <laughs> or... No, she wasn't emotionless. No, she was, like, super annoying. She was camping it the fuck up, as far as I could tell. Yeah, she was like a, uh, she was like a Batman villain. Yeah, except this is, <laughs> you know, the 90s now, and, you know, we've outgrown that sort of thing. You'll never catch me, Cape Crusader. Well, at the end, <laughs> at the end, when she's let off to jail, she's like, we'll meet again, Captain Picard. <laughs> like, really? They never meet again. <laughs> yeah. I bet there's a book. I bet if we looked it up, someone said, well... They said they'd meet again. I better get on that. Yep. And uh, and I bet it's called The Devil's in the Details. Yeah, or, you know, before that other movie came out, like The Devil's Advocate. Mm -hmm. Or like The that. Devil Went Down to Georgia 6. Yeah, probably that one. In the Georgia system. Right. All I, right came up with, I came up with another um, novel that they could have written from this episode, and that was when the, she disappears in Ensign for about five minutes while they have a conversation, and then he like comes back and he's like, oh, I'm so surprised. So I think that there should be a novel with him uh, experiencing the adventure maybe that he went on for Maybe she sent him minutes. to the Klingon underworld with the bo most boring, awful-looking devil ever, Feklar. Excuse me? Says you. You mean the scary gatekeeper? Yeah, it looks like looks like a melted troll outfit with a uh, with a fright wig on top. Nah, he looks awesome. I do not agree. I was it's like terrified a... for my Klingon he, soul. He took a scary Klingon and gave him a pair of suspenders and ripped his nose off and had snot pouring out of his face, and it was terrifying. Yeah, that was about right. All right. I was scared. So, <laughs> speaking of people who disagree with the other two people, Matt, mm -hmm. you liked this episode. I did. I thought it was fun. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> I just, I really liked it. All right. I thought it was not stupid. Well, give me your good thing. All right, my good thing, I fucking, I thought Ardra was fucking hot. Okay. Like, wow. good lord. All right. Also, Klingon Devil. Awesome. Uh, also, kind of hot. I was, well, okay, I'll give you that he was hot. Yeah. But, I would have done the Klingon Devil a thousand times before I would ever consider Ardra and her stupid face. Yeah, but well, he's got is, that sexy nose hole. The thing is, I would have guessed that, like, <laughs> with Ardra, without even watching the episode. Yeah, <laughs> if I knew the Klingon Devil was in it and anyone else, wouldn't matter who the other anyone else was. He's a bit more mm. dripping mucusy than I go for usually. Yeah, but you, I, usually, you know, but you know, you give things up for love. You get a napkin, you get a cork, you're all set. <laughs> Uh, so your bad thing? Uh, my bad thing. Okay, so the only thing that really bugged me about this one is that Picard gets into this whole trial thing, and then apparently has no way to get out of it. Like, the episode makes it really clear that he has a plan to con Ardra, and then he gets into this trial with her, and he has absolutely no way to resolve it, until Jordy shows up, says that they found the, uh, her ship, and he, they can finally turn the tables on him. It feels like it's really out of character for Picard. Like, he's not infallible at all, but if he's going to gamble on something like this, he's going to be damn well prepared for it. I think he was waiting for that typical, like, every court scene ends with, like, well, I'm about to lose. Oh, here comes my friend to save me just in time. Like, that's how every court scene goes, and maybe he knew it. Yeah, see, that's not good writing. I know. Honey, this episode was not good writing. Mm. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing we haven't mentioned yet. This was one of the scripts that they recycled from the aborted uh, Star Trek Phase 2. Yeah. Which I was, didn't know that at the beginning, but I knew that. You, by you the mentioned end. that it had a totally an, an original series flavor to it, even though you didn't realize that it actually was written for the original series. Yeah. And and for those of you who don't know, um, in the seventies when they were trying to bring Star Trek back, about ten years after it had been off the air, 
they were working on a new series. Basically, what would have been the next generation, only still with Kirk and Spock and everybody. Mm-hmm. And then they Star Wars did really well, and they said, oh, a big movie would be better. And so they turned all that into the motion picture. But they had, like, half a season or maybe a full season of scripts just yeah. lying around. And they recycled... Um, a lot of them uh, made it into uh, well, no, TNG episodes. No, just two of them. Um, really? Just two? And the other one was The Child. Oh, man. Oh, that was a shitty episode. Yes, it was. Boy, <laughs> boy it's a good thing that show got canned. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was it was feeding on stuff from, from the original series. And that's the thing. I'm going to go with my bad thing first. This is so obviously an original series story, and it would have been kind of a lame one, maybe like a middle-of-the-road one even then. Why does Picard care? Why does he want to disrupt a civilization? That's a Kirk thing. He is not Kirk. And I don't mean that as Kirk's better, Picard's better. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going down that road. Don't compare yourself, man. It ain't healthy. <laughs> but I will say they're, they're different characters, and this really shows that. Because as Matt said, Picard's really out of character in this episode. It's because all they did was they put the script in Microsoft Word, and they did a find and replace. <laughs> replace Picard or Kirk with Picard. Except that they probably added in the hostages after because probably no, that's, <laughs> somebody... that's usually what Kurt what brought Kirk to a planet in the first place. Really? It's like ah oh, crap, hostages. All right. Yeah, uh, I thought it was the ladies. Well, they, they need to stick around for the ladies, and he'd stick around for like meddling in some society because mm-hmm. that that was Picard <clears throat> hardly ever does that at all unless he does it by accident. But that particularly felt very original series between meddling in their society and telling them that they had the power all along <laughs> that is such an original series thing they did have the power all along yeah in their well, hearts yeah that was yes. the worst also the the worst technobabble ever it, okay sometimes the technobabble is a little complicated and it's like oh really the, the this thing with the that thing with these particles this time they didn't even bother z particles that's what the devil puts off z particles it's mm-hmm. like they're not even trying. Every time I read it, I read Z particles, but that's because I'm Canadian. Yes. yes, I do a similar thing. Although, I don't remember if it was this episode or the other one. I think it might be the other one that we do. Uh, Data actually talks about Sector Z something or other. Z, Z9, plural Z Alpha. I think it was, I think it was an homage to that, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. I think it was like Z, Z Alpha. It wasn't the whole thing, but it was close. It was like, wait a minute. Why, why did he say Z? They... Usually... That's where they picked up Trillion. Yeah, but they usually go with the American version on this show. It's weird. Right. Um, and my good Well, thing... Tate is experimenting with being from England. <laughs> <laughs> well, after being in A Christmas Carol, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, my good thing was Spiner and Stewart have funny moments being, as they are, good actors. There's a lot of moments during the trial where Data gets a lot of good deadpan, you know. The, the, <laughs> the opposing counsel will refrain from making her opponent disappear. And that's, you know, <laughs> just great little lines like that. Those are good. And Picard really overplays the, well, why don't you show us your magic now? <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's some funny stuff during the trial. <laughs> Where's your earthquake gun now, the devil? Why don't you come back, Audra? Where are you? <laughs> why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? <laughs> no, that was fun. All right, so as Kim alluded to, this episode opened, most of the teaser was actually A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, uh, with with Data in bed as Scrooge and the yep. ghost, like, you know, wailing at him. and really He was in a comfy chair. I thought he was in bed. He no, was, no, he was, he was in, in a, comfy a comfy chair. chair. I guess I was fooled by the uh, the nightcap. Yes. I well, was... a nightcap will fool anyone. Yes. <laughs> That's what they're for. I assumed it was re- he was ready for bed. He was. <laughs> well, but he was The wasn't ghost got bed. him out of... Do you not know the Christmas Carol? Oh, it's so boring. I've seen <laughs> oh. it so many times. Well, then Wake. you would know. 
Wake up, Scrooge. It's time for me to make you change your ways about stuff. No, I know it, but it's been a a lot of time. It's been years. And I got this thing where I think Victorian England's really boring, so (laughs) I kind of ignore it. (laughs) It's a classic. I know it is. That's neither here nor there. The thing is, it opened with this strange thing, and I kind of like that. But I think they were just trying to basically work in Patrick Stewart's thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And Patrick Stewart does love a Christmas Carol. He does. I would like it more if Data wasn't doing a silly, silly voice. Well, yeah, he was doing oh, his no. almost his Nunyan Soong voice, right. but like, ah, look out! Oh, no, I'm an was, old man. This no, is it my was old more man like this. Voice. It was more sort of out, 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 ah. Doctor Thaddeus me. Venture. Yes, something like that. <laughs> this is Doctor Thaddeus Venture in a Christmas Carol. <laughs> He Brock, this my, go- He ruined my lawn with his magic. <laughs> Brock, that ghost trained his panda to put me in a bag. That's your only Dr. Venture quote, isn't it? That's my favorite Dr. Venture quote. Very well. I know other ones, I just like that one the most. Mine is probably, uh, walking eye. It's a walking eye. That or your dimension is an asshole dimension. What do you think about that? Anyway, I did like that they opened with the Christmas girl. I thought that was cute. But then, <laughs> yeah, and apparently it's Christmas on the Enterprise. Of this course week. it is. But then you know, Ardra, and so on. Ardra. Then it just gets uh, stupid. Yeah, whatever. The worst. Well, let's hear your defense. Really, I just I thought it, I, I I liked it. Okay, did you I think... thought I'd have an excuse. I thought it was no, funny. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, did you think it was funny? Did you think it was? Did you? Yeah, I thought it had funny moments. The campiness, or did you think it was a good serious episode? I didn't think it was a good serious episode okay. at all. You liked it because it was campy. I guess. Because it was very campy. It was. And I like, there's a very, like, you see it as like a, uh, uh, the sort of classic, uh, you did this yourself. You never needed a go- uh, right. god or anything. I saw it as like, well, we've evolved to the point where religion is stupid and we don't need it. Yeah, but they were still scared of the devil. The guy was cowering the whole time. Yeah, but they forgot about it for like a thousand years. It's only when it came back to like, oh shit. Well. <laughs> I like it when she said, uh, don't Cower, and all of them are just kind of standing there, yeah. with their <laughs> really heads was... slightly bowed. They weren't on their knees, but she said, "You don't have to get on your knees." Like she that. was really hoping for a cower. I I love that the guys on the planet appeared to even be dressed like um, extras from the original. Oh series. shit! Yeah, the main guy Jared had like this blue leopard print cape on. Yeah, with like a well, he had like his cape was like totally stolen from Lando. <laughs> but then the outfit itself was sort of the quilt pattern with a half silver thing, which is like every, you know, alien culture on the original series. And then yep. Matt pointed out some guys are dressed just flat out like original Klingons. Yeah, those are just original Klingon uniforms. Yep. <laughs> they just laundered them and gave them to security guards on this in this uh, community college. <laughs> One guy didn't even get it laundered. Yeah. Still smells like grease paint. Still smells like Michael and Sarah. That's not good. <laughs> um... I, I don't know. I just so so you just you liked it because it was a little tongue tongue in cheek, a little. Goofy. I guess yeah. No, I I just I thought it was fun. I think this show doesn't. I liked. I, I thought that Data and and uh, Picard played off each other well during the courtroom, except when Picard was being an idiot. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't think this show does wacky very well. I think we proved last week what this show does well with comedy, which is Data's Day, which is yeah stuff that's based around characters. But I think when we go to a a planet where it's all situational. I don't. I don't really care for that. Should have put a laugh track in. You'd like that, right? Ugh. Did he say a uniform? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta send it down before Mister Furley finds out. 
Captain Picard's naked! Plus, plus the, uh... <laughs> well, now I just want to see Don Knotts as the devil. I think that would have been a that lot. That would be awesome! Especially if he was still trying to seduce Picard. <laughs> well, well, hey there, Jean Luke. Maybe it would have sucked so much. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, let me now. run my finger up and down your chest. You thought Ardra was hot. <laughs> I did. Okay, and Kim, you did not think she was hot until she stood up in like her underpants and some sparkly, distracting fabric, and you cover half the screen with your hands so you don't have to see her face and put it on mute. All right, that's fair. I just thought she was the typical, like, female guest star number four. Like, I found mm -hmm. her completely unremarkable in any way. I wasn't, you know, offended by her. I wasn't attracted to her. It's like, yep, that's a warm body, all right. Yeah, no, I, I really liked her. She looked like she had a Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters thing going on. Well, she certainly had the hair. Slash Gina Davis in everything in the 80s. Well, yeah. Now, that's just, you're just re reacting to the big, poofy hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's the lie, worstiest. I have a I'm not gonna lie, I have a type. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't care for her. And then it turned out she was a grifter. Yup. She was pulling the long con. <laughs> she kept telling, it explained why she kept telling Picard to watch the lady. <laughs> watch the red card, find the red card. My biggest problem with her was that she just would, like, she kept saying that Picard was obviously in love with her when he kept, like, going, eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
And Jimmy Jammies. She's, as Matt says, running her finger up and down his chest. And then she turns into sort of a prim and proper, like, Victorian, you know, whatever. Like, maybe this is more your type. And we're all thinking, yeah, probably. Yep. And then she turns into Troy. Yeah, which is an odd decision. What the fuck is that? And all three of us in our notes are saying, what? Is that a thing? Like, two <laughs> characters who have, like, next to no, like, no romantic history other than the fact that one of them is male and one of them is female. I would expect, <laughs> this is my guess, that there is sort of a father-daughter thing there, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, you. Like, she looks up to him, she wants his respect, Papa Picard, as Laura called Oof. her. Like, if anything, it, she should be turning into Bever. Yeah, yeah I suppose that's so. what I thought too. I was like, "Wait a minute, did I like miss something like the entire time that I've been watching Star Trek?" Because yep, there is this no is the wrong, there at all. the wrong plausible female. Yes, it yeah, is. she that is, she that is not the red shirt she is interested in. Not at all. <laughs> no, you actually made a good point with this one, Kim, where she where you said like she's the only woman that she's seen so far. Yeah, when they when she gets to the planet, she only sees one Starfleet woman. That was like, Al. she never I meets Crusher. Oh. Well, it was a good point, even if you didn't notice it. <laughs> no, it, Thank it is you. very, very possible that she just didn't, you know, didn't know who else to use. She was like, ah, well, this is fine. Well, here's a vaguely attractive-looking British woman in a, in a onesie. <laughs> I can only assume that the captain ordered her to wear that, right. so he must be into her. And everyone finds him totally irresistible like I do, so. Of course. Yeah. That was a little weird. But, like, Deanna running her finger up and down Picard's chest, she could not look less interested. Yeah, that was... <laughs> it was, so it was just awkward. unsettling in general. It was like... It's not even like like her pretending to be Deanna. It's more like if someone had held a gun to the real Deanna's head and told her to seduce Picard. Right. <laughs> oh, if I, I think it's to. more like the... the... <laughs> Like, the actress was totally uninterested in everything yeah. to do with yeah. this episode. Well, as were we. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I am. And for Kim. I'm going to watch it three more times. I <laughs> enjoy that. I will. All you're right. the worst. Oh, boy, the devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> All right, any further business? This yeah. episode brought to you by yeah. Irene's mom. What would you like to say, Kim? <laughs> I think one of like the things that made me laugh the most was when they were all having their little powwow about the puzzle puzzle. <laughs> puzzle puzzle. <laughs> and Riker is like, "Oh, maybe she's astray from the Q continuum." Well, that's and a valid <laughs> concern. Yes, but then Beverly says, "Maybe she is Q." <laughs> and Picard's like, "Ugh, don't be stupid, Beverly." <laughs> that's an exact quote. But it, but it could. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He said, yes, don't be what fucking stupid. About? Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bleep it or anything. No, it was weird. Yeah. Well, look, when Patrick Stewart swears, it's classy. It's like mm -hmm. BBC. You're allowed to show it. <laughs> no, it, it, it was, you know. Although I would like if it ended up being Q. Yeah. If he's just in drag. <laughs> or like he comes back like three years later. Oh, and by the way... Yeah. I was th I was that chick from before. Yeah. Oh God, really? <laughs> or the be. devil they made a deal with actually was Q in the first place, and he just hadn't shown up yet. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that like, would he shows be up way the, better. He shows up at the end of the episode. Where the hell did everyone go? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my tribute? <laughs> <laughs> I do want you to grovel. <laughs> Get down on the ground. Ah, oh, there we go. Eat some dirt. Hello, Jean Luc. Hello, Mon Capitan. <laughs> Now I'm going to get into bed with you. Oh, we haven't even made a Rolliker reference. 
Oh, that's right! I can't believe that. And the Rolliker shows up. Yes, we do see the Rolliker, which will be on our cover art. Lack of batch and all. <laughs> Kim, I don't know, a lot of people kind of ignored our show when we did the animated series for some reason. And uh, <laughs> there was an episode why. where they went to the edge of the galaxy again, and they met the devil. Yeah, Only, of course. And they listed off all his all the names that he goes by. You know, there are Satan, men who call Lucifer. me Satan, Beelzebub, the Rolliker. The Rolliker. And we Googled yeah. this and we looked everywhere we could think of. Nobody like, calls has, him the Has Rolliker. anyone ever called Satan the Rolliker? I know it was like when he went to college and he tried to give himself a new image and a new nickname and nobody called him that. No, so like Lucifer the Rolliker Beelzebub? Yes. And nobody Just... like nobody called him that. That was what they wanted him to what he wanted them to call him when he was playing football. Right. Don't you people understand that this happens in the future? <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> he just hasn't been called the Rolliker yet. Oh. Oh. No, that doesn't Shit, that may be the best explanation I've ever heard for that. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that you people are talking about him like that makes him be called the Rolliker. That's a good point. Oh, now when shit, people this... Google it, they'll find us. Yep. Oh my god, this is turning into one of those cyclical time travel things. Oh god damn god. it! Now we're going to crash into favorite. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, can we leave Look this Look out, episode? Kelsey Grammer! Or do we have further business here? I would like to leave this episode. I think we can I think we can stop now. Anything else, Kim? No. Okay, why don't you tell us what your quote is? <laughs> my quote is, How disgusting and stupid the stupid episode is, and the reason why it's so stupid is because Ardra is so stupid and disgusting, and Picard has this to say to back up my argument. You know... There's nothing about you I find tantalizing. On the contrary, I find you obvious and vulgar. Yeah, I think that basically says it all. Yeah, that sums it up pretty, pretty good. Oh, you don't think that at all. No. <laughs> you don't find, this, uh, find it obvious or vulgar. Nope. I did. I just like being involved. <laughs> <laughs> I would like for this episode to go away forever. Seconded motion passed. And never darken my towels again. Damn it. All right, Matt. Why don't you tell us instead about Blue's Clues? All right. <laughs> the Enterprise has just finished something, and it's going somewhere else. And everyone is chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool while they encounter some sort of weird space whatever. Picard pulls himself away from reminding us that he likes mystery so that we can all investigate a pretty sweet-looking toxic smoke planet. Then a wormhole appears and eats the Enterprise, knocking everyone out except Data. Once the credits have finished rolling, everyone wakes up and figures out they've been out for about 30 seconds. Except that, no. The mold on Crusher's gross plants has grown, meaning that they've probably been missing more time than they think. Picard and the crew questions Data, but he's no help at all, leading everyone to believe that our favorite non-hot lady android might be up to something. Jordy gives him a once-over, but he can't find anything wrong. Meanwhile, Worf reports to sickbay with a wanged wrist, and Crusher tells him somebody broke it. Further evidence mounts against Data, who is the only person on the ship who could wang Worf's wrist. <laughs> Besides Worf himself, anyway. No, I think and then that's wristing his wang, actually. <laughs> and then Troy has another pain, pain attack and sees a ghost in her mirror. And then she gets possessed by some echoey-voiced dude from that cool planet. Turns out that the race of Troy possessors are super racist jerks who don't want the Enterprise mucking around on their planet. So Picard devised a terrible plan to knock everyone out so they'd forget they ever went to that planet. And then have Data lie to everyone until the problem went away. Unfortunately, Picard forgot that most of his bridge crew isn't completely stupid, and they notice a missing day, so it looks like they all have to do it all over again. This time they cover up all the stupid crap they missed the first time, and leave the planet none the wiser. Until some dude on de Deck 13 checks his far side calendar in again. 
I think there's one important detail you left out of that, Matt. What was that? Why didn't their beards grow? <laughs> Apparently, Jordy was really pissed off because he's been working on growing a beard. But the, every time, like, they bring up, oh, well, time must have passed. But what about our beards? Why didn't our Ooh. beards grow? It's like they realized Jordy had nothing to do in this episode apart from the stuff relating to Data. So they gave him this stuff about the beards. It was a beard. And all I can say, guys, yeah. is uh, beards don't grow in space, so they must be aliens. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> all right. We have evidence of that. Yes. So uh, your good thing, Matt? Oh, yeah. So uh, the idea of a mystery on the ship is always something I find intriguing. And the brief Dixon Hill business reminds us that it's something Picard's into. Uh, and I like the idea of Data, our most trusted favorite crew member ever, be uh, being a liar, which goes completely against everything we know about him. Yeah, I liked that. And... I did like the mystery thing, but I think the Dixon Hill bit was fun, especially since he's hanging out there with Guinan, and we hadn't seen mm -hmm. that before, and that was kind of cute. But I think it was a bit too on the nose to have it was re It was really too on the nose. Talking just like, about hey. a mystery on the holodeck and then having a mystery is like, uh, yeah, really? I hate when that happens. Yeah. And they and did then, it in the last one, too, where he kept mm -hmm. trying to compare what was going on to the Christmas Carol. Yeah. And then they said minor mystery like eight times throughout oh, God. the yes, episode. Yes, they might as well have called this episode minor mystery. <laughs> if, you, if you took a drink every time someone said the word mystery in this episode, you would be dead. Yep. <laughs> uh, and your bad thing? Uh, so the resolution doesn't make a lick of sense. The second the Enterprise returns to a star base or contacts Starfleet or whatever, they're going to realize something's up, and then it's back to racist mystery planet. And even if that doesn't happen, Starfleet's eventually going to send somebody to check out this wormhole because wormholes are rare and weird and interesting. And then we're right back where we started from again. I like, suppose so. Doesn't... I thought they made it pretty clear that it was something they should they should steer clear of because it's dangerous. No, they like they send a beacon to Starfleet, but I mean, it's just like a thing saying, stay away from this, there's a weird wormhole. That seems like exactly the sort of thing Starfleet would be interested in inve I don't know, investigating. Space is, space is like, you know, big. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might think it's a long way down the road to the chemists. <laughs> That's just peanuts to That's space. That's peanuts to space. So no, British. I think, I think, um... Bond! I think, like, the Enterprise is the only ship out there, and there's so much to explore that there probably won't be anybody else out that way. Now, one of those things... It, with, when the Enterprise is exploring, it always feels like they do that thing where they sort of leave uh, stuff behind so that other people can investigate further. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just I, I seem to remember them talking about that, if not even in an episode of the original series, in a book I read that I liked. That could be. <laughs> yeah, but was it a Star Trek book? <laughs> yeah. No, it was definitely that, because I, uh, I only read Star Trek books for like a year. <laughs> I, I just... It didn't bother me. I didn't... It didn't... Uh... It made perfect sense to me. No, nah, it drove me up the friggin' wall. No! Kirk was all the time marking, you know, planets, like, don't go here. Oh, that's Kirk. Like, they gave him, like, miles and miles of, uh, you know, yellow police tape. <laughs> they didn't go back to any of the planets he he that he checked out, because they were always afraid of finding another con. Well, that, and, you know, he ruined every civilization he touched. Yep. Just like in that last episode. Oh, wait, that was a next-gen episode. Didn't feel like one. <laughs> Now they didn't. They don't follow. Uh, they didn't follow Kirk's Enterprise with like probes, investigating stuff. They followed his ship with a cleanup crew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim. What about you? Uh, well, I liked this episode. Mm -hmm. um, well, it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> you don't now, in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part was the beginning where we see everybody they're like just hanging out together but the thing is you don't you see Picard on the holodeck and then everyone else is doing Tai Chi yep <laughs> every other major character is doing goofy like get in your long underwear and do stretching it's not yep. goofy 
And, it and it's called the Gi, Al. Robes. It's goofy when Worf is teaching it. And it's That's goofy. not goofy at all. It's goofy when Jordy is there. Jordy does not do exercise. Yeah, no, if nothing else, that didn't make a lick of sense. I mean, Riker was there. That's fine. Troy's there with him. That's fine. Worf teaching it as much as I joke. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. But Jordy does not belong there. No. Yes, Jordy would be off doing why? I'm, I'm his gonna own tell thing. you why. Yeah. Because everybody else was hanging out and he wants to be loved. No, he's got work to do. <laughs> no, there was no there was no work left to do. He's got to install the new firmware update on the isolinear chips. <laughs> I just feel like if he's going to do anything in his spare time, it's going to be with his best friend in the world data. Right. Oh, and then Bever's off growing mold for a living. Yeah, cuz that's cool. That is fun and exciting. I thought she was just cleaning out Wesley's bedroom finally. I feel like she ordered that in the back of a comic book. Grow mold. <laughs> and they sent her seeds. Oh boy, space monkeys. Yay. Just add water. Uh, and your bad thing? <laughs> My bad thing was the gaping plot holes, like Matt said. I I just didn't see it that way. And, uh, like, the How lost time... How did you time... not see it that way, okay? They're like, oh, okay, uh, we'll just um, pretend that it's a different time. We'll just not no, notice. The, the thing is, they and they mention this, that happens all the time. Like, time correction because you're going warp speed and the relative speed of light and going through wormholes. Like, time stretches and changes. Oh, I You're totally n- missed that part. They talk yeah, about me too. Huh. I hate this. I quit. <laughs> what? You have to pay attention. No, they talk about that. Whenever they go warp speed, they're slightly off with the time, and that's why they have to resynchronize the time with, like, the beacons from Star Trek. That happens all the time. <sighs> oh, man. That's how the speed of light works, you guys. Now I hate this episode. Now <laughs> I'm going to bring English Gavin to explain this to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm actually okay with that. Actually, there was an article recently about how warp drive might not be impossible. I oh, yeah, I, I noticed that. that. Yeah. I tried to read it, and it was too sciencey, and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But I do understand that time slows down for people on a starship. That basically makes sense to me. Anyway, yeah, the time thing would not be a thing. But I, I do think there is no possible way they're going to clean up every tiny detail. They're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. Like, even through the second time through, they're going to say, oops. We forgot this, and then the mystery starts all over again. No, 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 no. I don't think you understand. This time they fixed absolutely everything. Well, what about that calendar guy Matt was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what about him, Kim? By the way, I guarantee they're still making far side calendars then. Yeah, but they're the same 365 <laughs> strips. There's nothing new in there. They oh, yeah. Do. They'll just send Data down to go break his wrist, and we'll never hear from him again. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Larson? <laughs> Stop drawing cows! God damn it! Never. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Cow Tools. <laughs> so my good thing was Data's, like, as Matt mentioned, it was cool seeing him lie. But in particular, the way he lies. Mm-hmm. He's got these great evasions and, like, he omits the truth, but he never directly lies. Yeah, no, he, th- that's what's awesome. He never flat out lies, but he always, like... He never lies, he... and Jordy always lies. Yes. <laughs> Data's programmed to not be able to lie ever. Right. Yeah. And I like that... When you know what's going on. And unfortunately, I'd seen this episode at reruns about 50 times before. So it's one of those ones. I would have loved to go into this not knowing what was going on and try to figure it out. Too. Try to figure out the minor mystery with them. <laughs> I did that. It wasn't but, that great. Uh, well, no. <laughs> but knowing, I already knew how it was going to end. And so I was watching Data and I could tell that he was evading things. It was kind of cool because he was like, I can't tell you that. He no, there's the... the there's a sequence where they're like, so Data, what do you think happened? And he goes into this long, elaborate thing 
and then they send him off to go clean the windows or something. <laughs> go paint the driveway, Dana. <laughs> and they're like, so does anyone buy that? No, 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 no. Jordy? Uh, Jordy? Well, no. <laughs> That's a great moment, because Jordy's first instinct is to protect his pal, and then his second one yep. is like... Oh. Well, no, that doesn't actually make a lick of sense, but fine. <laughs> you pointed out that there's there's a point where he has to open up Data's head and figure out if there's anything wrong, and he just hates yeah. it. He feels so bad, and you yeah. can tell he feels bad about it. No, and, and that's something we pointed out from day one, is their friendship. And the mm. acting there is so genuine. That uh, that line's actually my quote, his uh, oh, his bit of business there. Well, let's no, it's, it, it's fine. Okay. We'll start with the higher functions before we get down to basics, okay? All right. This won't hurt a bit. Have you forgotten, Geordi, that my sensory inputs are not programmed to experience pain? The figure of speech, Dana. Bedside manner. You know, I'm just trying to make you feel comfortable. I am perfectly comfortable. Pattern recognition, syntactic algorithms, heuristic functions, all normal. I have noticed, however, that you appear a bit uncomfortable yourself. It just seems like you're not being completely honest with this data. I'm your friend, and if there's something wrong, I want you to tell me. Maybe I can help. I cannot tell you anything beyond what I have already stated. So there's that. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I just... It hurt my heart. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's just like, data... The, the, the fact that I have to ask you if you're lying is bad enough, but the fact that you might be lying to yeah. me... It's even worse. And then I have to open you up and look at your guts. And look at your Christmas head. Right. That is not cool. <laughs> he changed the colors when he did a Christmas carol and he forgot to change them back. <laughs> they used to be See? like, you know, blue and green or something. See, what you don't notice is there's a little button behind his ear and if you press it, he plays simply having a wonderful oh, Christmas God, time and he dances. No. <laughs> Thanks for that. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I know how it goes, Matt. <laughs> My bad thing, apart from Matt singing Simply Having a Christmas Time. That's the worst thing. You might, yeah, not, you might as well not even say. Yep. <laughs> is, um, okay, so Troy looks in the mirror and sees something that's not herself. And then oh, she gets possessed. Yeah. Keep your fucking magic out of my science fiction show. That was so fucking stupid. I hate that she saw something else, and possession just makes no sense to me in sci-fi. I'm sorry. In a fantasy show, like if it happened on Buffy, that's fine. Even yeah. on sort of a vague sort of horror show, if someone in the X-Files got possessed, yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But on Star Trek, it doesn't make any sense. Things can't go in your body and leave again. That just yeah. doesn't work for me. Not without, like, drastically changing you. And fucking Troy's been possessed so many times, her head's like a revolving She's door. She's only been possessed a couple of times so far, but she will be possessed many, many more times to come. Yeah. And I just, it's not my favorite thing. The thing that bugged me most about that was, like, the aliens weren't even in her head anymore. But nope. looking but in, the no, mirror, like something in the mirror. Yeah, like, that was one of the things where, you know what, if you're going to do it, show us. Yeah. Because she does not describe it well at all. No, and I think what they were going for was that she remembered Mm. She had a brief memory of them being in her head, and it freaked her out. And that would make sense. Mm -hmm. But they played it like she saw a ghost in the mirror, and that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, they open with the Dixon Hill thing. And like I said, it, it was a little weird in this episode that was already about mysteries. But that said, there's a good five-minute stretch where it's funny, like they usually are. Mm -hmm. Sort of a fish-out-of-water thing. And you have Guinan showing up to hang out with her BFF Picard. Yep. And she's got the whole outfit on, and she's trying to play the character. And it's nice because, for once, you don't have someone saying, what is this holodeck? Why do these people smoke yeah. cigarettes and drive cars? 
she's trying to play along and it's kind of cool for a change. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's not just, ew, what is this? She's like, okay, this is a game. I know how to play games. I'm guiding. and I'm cool. There's, yep. there's also the fact that I love Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I, yeah. I, the thing is, I want to like Whoopi Goldberg so bad, but I haven't liked her in much other than this show. She's great in this show. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of a lot of other stuff I've actually liked her in. No. Unfortunately. Hollywood Squares. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, if it's between her and Bruce Valanche, I mean, which one are you going to pick? Bruce Valanche to block, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I really Bruce liked. Is actually Fecklar. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I really liked the Dixon Hill thing. No, I did too. Like I said, I just didn't think it fit here. I think as an unconnected thing in another episode, it fit here remember. perfectly. Well, didn't you hear about well. how it was about a mystery? Oh. And then they rewrote history. They're looking for <laughs> clues, Al. That's the fun. Oh, clues! I thought it was called glues. <laughs> That is a Duckman reference that nobody will get. <laughs> there was a bit where O'Brien was talking about Keiko making him do something. Yeah, she made <laughs> hang a picture. She made him like hang a plant or something. That was he broke his arm. Plant. You had to hang a plant to learn how to be a gardener. But she made him do it, and it's like she's not even on screen, and she's a horrible wife. It's, <laughs> I just picture their home life is like an episode of Faulty Towers. <laughs> See, I'm not that familiar with Faulty Towers. I just pictured her brandishing a rolling pin. Miles, it's... you put out that plant now. Why haven't, why haven't you hung the moose head yet? Uh, yes, dear, I'm doing it, dear. How do you expect me to do it if you keep telling me? Hang my uvu. <laughs> I love Japan! <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> um, can we talk for a moment about Beverly's gigantic forehead? Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God, yeah. They... It's like they normally put a wig on her, and this time they chose to put it about three inches above her head. She had fucking David Boreanaz's scalp in this episode. Oh, she, no, no, no. She looked like the fucking Telosians from the cage. Oh, yeah, with the big throbbing forehead. Yeah, her big bulbous forehead. Wow, wow. Okay, that's... For, it wasn't that bad. That is just unfair. Well, it wasn't like a, an Adam Scott-sized head. I mean, that kind of thing will like, make you topple over. Dude, that was turning into a race to make an Adam Scott joke. That's true. <laughs> um, and I win. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> no, the thing is, and as much problems as we have with her character and just them making her useful, she's a very pretty lady. Mm -hmm. They were not doing her any favors in this episode. No. <laughs> like, if like... they do her hair right, and they do her makeup right, and they dress her right, she's very pretty. Mm -hmm. Well, they but... tried to do something different with her hair. It's yeah. just that different meant make I said it go did it right, not did it different. Up. Yeah. <laughs> just awful. They could have yeah. made her into a Klingon. Like, that's how much forehead was exposed. They could have made her into Filgar. Yes. That's my that's my twin brother, Filgar. <laughs> <laughs> evil twin brother my last note here why he's got the goatee well uh, oh, beard there's that joke again <laughs> here comes this guy again <laughs> it only ever happened on star trek damn it yes but star trek changed everything no it didn't it changed everything no, al it, it changed everything my, if you say it three times that's not gonna make me think it it seems to be working pretty well no <laughs> my my last note here is here we go again about the fucking human condition mm -hmm. because I... it ends with like humans have to explore everything and we we love a mystery and we're so great yeah shut up gene 
And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, uh echoey voice Dan was like, You have proven yourselves to be a worthy race. They, um, <laughs> they, they downpitched her voice, but they did it. They did it so it sounded like she was a guy in drag. <laughs> hey there, buddy. Mind you, very good drag, because she totally passed. <laughs> oh, yeah. But still. I would fuck that dude like crazy. <laughs> well, I'm isolating that quote for sure. There you go. <laughs> Him and Feklar, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Feklar. Ugh. The worst. You're so Feklari. You would totally do Tai Chi with both of them. <laughs> In my gi. Oh, Everybody, pulling out that word. Paint the fence <laughs> up and down. <laughs> now show me wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh, my wrist hurts. I can't do wax on, wax off. Oh, uh -oh. Warp. <laughs> I, wanged, so... I wanged my wrist again. So his wrist... Got broken by Troy. <laughs> well, there's only, like, very few people. Yeah, they make a point of saying there is only a couple of people who can break my wrist. Data yeah, I love is the one idea. of them. Yeah. I love the idea that Worf has a list of people who can break his wrist. Of course he does. He's got a whole list of all the different body parts. And here are the people who can break my nose. Yep. <laughs> here are the people who can give me a black eye. <laughs> it's right next to his pe way ways I am lacking in honor list. Uh, but not near the... Um, Things that do not have on our list because that's in his closet and it's like in several binders. Oh yeah, it's in scrolls. Yep. Scrolls. <laughs> Fucking keep your orcs out of my Star Trek. <laughs> He's scrolling scrolls. up cinemas. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, okay. What else happened in this episode? Okay, this whole Clues? episode could have been completely avoided if Picard had just written himself a note. Yeah, but he wasn't oh, supposed yeah. to know. He could have I just guess... written himself a note. That said, go home. What? Go home? Dear, yeah, go, go home. home. Oh. Go, come on. Data's lying for a reason, knock it off. That's exactly, what just, that's all I, you just need like, to know. Just like tape himself at the, okay. Hi, hi Jean-Luc, <laughs> this is you. Everything's now. different now because of sex. <laughs> <laughs> now get your ass to Mars. <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. Just write it on a squeaky pig. Zip. <laughs> I'm a squeaky pig? <laughs> you lost me with that one. I Zim. enjoyed it. Don't use the time machine. Love Zim. And then throw it back. That thing. <laughs> Sorry, I don't watch the SpongeBob. I don't know. Yeah, that show's about. not for you. No, it's really not. <laughs> it's for me. Uh -huh. On the big list of things that are not for you, that one is at the top. Sorry, right Invader next Zim to Worf's no wrist. <laughs> uh... What else? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Pissed off about possession. Mm. We didn't talk about my most favorite as part of this whole episode. Well, please, tell oh, us yes. about your most favorite as part. <laughs> Which is, okay, Deanna gets possessed, and yeah. she's standing in, in, like, the circle of the bridge. Mm. And Worf, of course, has to, like, neutralize a threat, so... <laughs> And he knows that his uh, compilation YouTube video is coming up someday, so he has to get his ass handed to him. So he, like, comes running around the circle. Instead of going all the way around, he jumps halfway over and yep. does a little skippity-hoppity. Skippity-hoppity has no honor. <laughs> I think you'll find skippity-hoppity is crawling with honor. Feklar does not look kindly on skippity-hoppity. Um, Feklar just wants you to stay out. He doesn't look kindly on anything. Well, that's Feklar just wants you to stay out of his gate. <laughs> he just keeps the gate. <laughs> he polishes it and waits for people to show up, which doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> well, here I am again. Ah, oh, slobber, slobber. 
<laughs> oh, man. I think I swallowed some of my own mucus again. <laughs> so, yeah, he jumped over the thing and then got his ass kicked. It was quite <laughs> jolly. Wee. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> That's why he was doing all the Tai Chi, so he could limber up for that. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> oh, my wrist. Oh. Oh, I do like that he was carrying a broken wrist through the entire episode and didn't want to tell anyone until the captain said, report anything strange. Uh, no, but, but every second that no one was looking at him, he was nursing it. Yeah, but we only noticed that the second time through. That's uh, true. And once I saw it. It wasn't super noticeable the first time. I noticed it the first oh. time. Well, that's because you're always watching Worf. Yeah. Perhaps. While everyone else is talking, you're like, what's he up to? <laughs> with, what's wrong with his wrist? With little hearts in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anything else? A uh, green mist planet that looked like it was being attacked by a fog. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, you know. De Deanna's stupid voice. Yeah, we got that. We covered that. Also, no, when they, when they lo pitch lower it. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you, you, it sounds like you're Chakotay. I'm Deanna Troy. Because my people. My people. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no. Again? We're left at the end with Data's face. Yep. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He does he a has weird a scary little smirky face. like uh, I I looked I thought it looked like the uh, the duck face smile that people do when they take a picture of themselves in the mirror and post it on MySpace. Mm. <laughs> Except it's oh. Data. Well, right. Oh, and he has a lore twitch for some reason, lore. which is a weird choice. A lore twitch. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe he got that installed with a wand, like before. <laughs> I don't know. Using magic? Yeah. Fucking possession and magic and the fucking devil. <laughs> All right. So stick around for Final Fantasy Star Trek. <laughs> well, we'll finally get Sioko on anyway. Yeah. All right. You got a quote for us there? I do, and it is that... No, we talked about this. It's, uh, oh, the we sad, already played uh, it, so we did. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. We can play it again if nope. you want. <laughs> Good times. Here I will play some jaunty music. <laughs> Good job, me. <laughs> All right, so... Next week... What was next week? I don't remember. Probably something uh, better. Oh, Riker oh, oh. goes to a Riker, thing, Yeah, Riker and... goes to the thing, and uh, Jordy gets a shocking surprise. Oh no. Jordy is a creepy <laughs> holodeck guy. It doesn't so, work as well when it's not a murder. Not so much, no. <laughs> uh, but look forward to that. Uh, as always, um, if you want to write to us, it is podcast at algar.com, or I think postatomichorror at gmail.com goes to the same place. So you can yep. use either one. Uh, check out our book, check out our app. Uh, the information for that is available on postatomichorror.com. I've been told I'm not promoting that stuff enough, so I so hate to get sell on things, that. but, you know, go check it out. Yeah. Come on. You should, because it's on. good. I you like know. it yeah. a lot. Well, thank you, Kim. That's <laughs> We're not at all paying you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and incidentally, here's your dollar sign, sack. Yes. <laughs> it's in Canadian. Wow. Yes. So All right, well, since Matt has real trouble saying his catchphrase, why don't you say it, Kim? Oh, uh, Mendoza! <laughs> and Kim will return in Bever Fucks a Ghost. <laughs> See ya, folks.
The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, copyright 2012. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.